0: are made possible by donations from people like you. We've just done a reading of the Heart Sutra and the uh, the Bodhisattva of Compassion, uh, um It's sometimes. Uh, interpreted in the various sutras as being the uh, incarnation of the Mother's Buddha sorry, the, yeah, the Buddha's Mother and uh, but we all can also understand universal life as being the Mother of us all as well and universal life manifests in these unique forms of sentient beings of human beings and other beings and we all take this form I'd just like to say a few words now to my mum who passed away on the Twelfth of April, Uh, one day before her birth date, and she was born in nineteen twenty three. I guess that makes her ninety six years old. Hi, Mum. Gathered here with uh, some friends, I'd just like to say a few words in appreciation of your life. Got some lovely flowers there. my wife Annie picked for you and a little Buddha statue that Annie Mae that was in your room at the nursing home for the last five years of your life and I know how difficult that was for you. and I'm sorry I couldn't have been there more often. I'd like to thank you for like every but all the various stages of your life when I was alive how you were able to teach me to be with suffering. One of the adjectives that many family members used to describe you was stoic, but I know you had also a big heart. And I know you aspired to be the kind of parent I can't imagine how difficult it was growing up as a child. Just before the Second World War, well, growing up as a child in the 20s during the Depression years, losing your father when you were about two years old, who was admitted to what in those days in Lancashire, England were called lunatic asylums. Never having known your father, visiting him once in the asylum, how scary that must have been for you. And then not only losing your father, but. and basically losing your mum. She had to go away and make some money, and she had to. She travelled, worked as a housekeeper in distant places. So she wasn't around either. And you were left in the care of some brothers and a sister. You lost two of your sisters who went to live in a home. Like you said on your little biography that you wrote for the nursing home newsletter, basically you had to raise yourself and and like you said, I did a pretty good job, didn't I? Yes, you did. I was very fortunate for you to birth me into this life, and I was very fortunate to be birthed by you into your loving face and arms. And being the youngest child, having an older brother who was born during the war years when Dad was away, and then I an older sister. By the time I was born, I think um, life was a little bit easier for you and I think I reaped some of the benefits of those conditions and circumstances as well. And I'm very grateful for, I think you were barewater, you were at home with me for most of that time when I was a child before going to school. Hearing them and not wanting to go to school, running home. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I didn't. I didn't realise how lucky I was. I guess. Recently, talking to a, uh, one of my clients, uh, a young 10 year old girl, and I was with her with her mum. And uh, this little 10 year old girl was, has been finding it difficult to uh, sleep at night, and her mum stays with her till she goes to sleep. And, uh, and I was saying to the little girl, you know. You know, when your mum's present and physically present, you feel safe and you feel loved and you feel warm, you feel cared for and you know that you can go to sleep. And I said, yeah, those are feelings. And uh, when your mum goes, those feelings, they stay, they stay with inside you. that's what mums give us, and dads too, those warm feelings of being cared for, and protected, and loved. So that eventually, when we're alone, without a physical mum present, or physical dad, we can still feel that sense of love. Sometimes, as you know, Mum, some of my clients are not that lucky. Sometimes they may have had a parent who wasn't there for them, perhaps like you or Maybe Mum was there for you when you were a little baby and that was probably the reason why you were, one of the reasons why you were able to pass this on to me as well. But uh, on the same day that I saw the little girl, I also saw a man in his Mm thirties and Who's felt lost most of his life, and still feels lost now, and finds it very difficult to, to be alone. And he kind of missed out when he was younger, and, on having that loving presence. It was very little for him to internalize. I guess this is one of the reasons that attracts me to this kind of, and my friends, to this kind of practice mummy called Zen, Zen Buddhism, the fact that there is a universal life and a universal loving presence that is inherently who we are. And even if we don't receive adequate love when we're small, that universal love about wisdom and compassion can still, we can still be it, we can still discover it because it's who we truly are. Um, I think in many ways you may well have been a bit of a closet Buddhist yourself. When visiting your room you had about four or five Buddhist statues and a a lovely painting of the Buddha on your wall. And after you passed and we were clearing out your room, I found this little entry in your diary from 2012. I couldn't make out whether you'd written it yourself or you put some quotes together, but I'll just read it out. And this is what you wrote down in 2012. The world gives back to you when the time is right. All that we are is the result of what we have thought. The mind is everything, what we think we become. So if you provide some happiness, some comfort to others, your life becomes meaningful. If it creates problems of suffering to others, then there is no meaning to your existence. Lovely little spelling mistake there where you write existence with an E-Y-S-Y-S-T. I actually discovered and did a little bit of research and found that the quote, All that we are is the result of what we have thought. The mind is everything. What we think we become is actually a quotation from the Dhammapada by the Buddha. I think maybe those other words may have been your own say, so if you provide some happiness, some comfort to others, your life becomes meaningful. If it creates problems of suffering to others, then there's no meaning to your existence. I guess, Mum, that kind of, like, beautiful words that summarise what you passed on to me and many others. Like I said at your bedside, when you look so serene in your suffering. How we are like waves on the ocean. And how the wave is not separate to the ocean. How this particular wave of this life was coming to an end. But how your wave not only had birthed three children, that those three children at birth their own children, and those children at birth their children. And as was very much present at your funeral, how your life touched and made a difference to your children, your grandchildren and your great grandchildren, how your aspiration to lead a good, ethical life touched us all how you were able to embrace some of my heroes like John Lennon, and how you loved his music and his words, and how he sang the words to, so this is Christmas, war is over for you every Christmas. So who knows what new wave has formed on the ocean of life after your passing. I know that you'll always be with me, and that is a blessing, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart.